Hey, it's David Cook here. I'm the Stewardship Director here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And with me is the approachable Jody Curtis. And this is the Salted Carmel Podcast, where we get to blast faith stories to the ends of the earth. Who's our guest today, Jody? David, I'm excited about our guest today. It's Mary Hansen. Mary, thank you for joining us today. And can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your connection to Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Well, I'm happy to be here, Jody. I have been a parishioner of Our Lady at Mount Carmel since 2005. Uh, when we moved here, the three boys were fifth grade, third grade, and kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. We came from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And at the time, my husband was working for uh, MISO, Midwest ISO, and I was a stay-at-home mom. Nice. Nice. And I just found out that you now currently work at Our Lady of Mount Carmel School. Yes. Um, I started my, I don't know, I call it my fourth career. <laughs> um, I got my master's in education, secondary education in 2011. I was in the cohort of the Woodrow Wilson Teaching Fellows. Wow. So Mitch Daniels started that. They were looking for people that had um, STEM degrees as an undergrad, and then they paid for you to go to grad school. So I got free grad school. <laughs> then I started teaching at SMG and now I'm an instructional assistant at Our Lady of Mount Carmel for uh, middle school. Nice. Or junior high. They call it junior high. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody's got a different name for it. Yo. How are you liking it so far? I really, really like it because I do instruction all day long. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Just to do instruction. So that's good. Yeah. I'd say so. And Mary, do you remember a time in your life before you had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Yes, because I would say that my personal relationship started through my move here. I have no family here, so we definitely moved for money and a job. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. And you got a faith to come with it. so Yeah, so that was, I guess, the bonus part of it. <laughs> because um, in Atlanta, when I left, they didn't have anything like Chirp. But then when I came here and talked about Chirp, I think they were just starting it at my church there. Because one of my friends did it. And so it is down there, but I don't think it's as extensive as it is at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, what happens and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I was a devout Catholic through my entire lifetime, right? Cradle Catholic, Mm -hmm. always went to mass, even in college, literally to this day, I missed, have, I've missed one mass Sunday mass in my life. Wow. When I was in Spain visiting Evan Mm -hmm. and I honestly, didn't speak the language that well, right? I was in Valencia, which was not really English speaking. And I didn't know how I was going to get from my hotel to church, to the airport and back to Indy. So I was just like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. 
but that is the only time. So like, I've never had that lapse Catholic thing going on. <laughs> so it's kind of sad, I guess, to think that I had all those years and didn't have a personal relationship mm-hmm. necessarily. But I guess the good news was, is I got one via Chirp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened at Chirp? Um, I told my story about how I did my nine week novena, which was probably supposed to be nine days. <laughs> uh-huh. But I was in the chapel because my husband's job was bad. Like we weren't getting paid and it seemed like there wasn't much happening. Like he wasn't really looking for a job. So I wasn't like really sure what was going to happen. And so um, I was in the chapel and there was that prayer for hopeless causes, St. Jude. Nice. And so I just started praying it every week and nine months and nine weeks. And one day after I finished, he got the offer on Carmel. Oh, wow. Nice. So that was basically my witness at church was telling that story. So um, at that point in time, you pretty much figured, well, when you're desperate and you get an answer, <laughs> you yeah. can't believe that, right? Yeah. yeah. We don't always get that quick of an answer, right? Or sometimes no. we don't get the answer we're praying for. Well, if she did it in nine days, she probably wouldn't get the answer. That's right. Well, isn't that kind of ironic, right? Because now <laughs> that I know more about novenas, they're usually nine days. Um, you know? <laughs> I've heard of 54-day novenas. Yeah. But... I don't know if that actually equals out to nine weeks. So, <laughs> And Barry, what is your life like in Christ now? So now um, I'm trying to remember back. Okay. So like when you do chirp, then you are exposed. Like I had already done adoration. So that was not like a new thing, but I think you were more open about your faith as far as like talking about it. So like my kids were like, you're crazy about Jesus. And I'd be like, yes, I am. You know, I would just say that. (laughs) And it was just nice to have the camaraderie of the girls because getting back to like being invited, I don't know if I was just like the new meat on the street, but like everybody, I must've had like 30 people say, have you done chirp? Have you done chirp? So it was really more probably curiosity like, okay, if 30 people have told me to do this, then maybe I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then all the girls that were on my team, I shouldn't say all, but many, many, many of them were like, um, what do you call those? New to Carmel. Yeah. They were all new, right? Yeah. So that was, and you may or may not agree with me, but a lot of people, when they move to a place, the people that are there are like, I already have all my friends. I don't need any more. So you almost have to find people that don't have any friends or that are new to the area because, and the reason they don't have any friends is because they're new. Yeah. Yeah. That sadly seems to be the tendency. Yeah. I mean, you've probably read articles about that, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you got people that are like on the, the jet set, you know, and they sit there and they uh, move to a new town and they're like, I'm only going to be here for two years. So I don't need to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I would say that like doing chirp was a good conduit. And then it just, you know, grew from there. You, 
uh, like I obviously was very integrated with the boys just because the where they were in their lifetime. Right. Are you still crazy about Jesus? Um, yes, but probably in a different way uh-huh. because it's just like me and Chuck. So a more mature way or how would you describe it differently? Probably like in the classroom when I'm around middle school kids or junior high kids, not so much high school because I didn't spend that much time with them. But they're um, like, I would just say silly things, you know, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like, I don't know, Chuck and I aren't silly necessarily about faith, but I am more silly with the kids. Yeah. Gotcha. Makes more sense. Oh, I know what I used to say. Oh, so I'd be like, there's always three people that know if you're lying and they would be like, what? And I'd be like, you, you know, if you're lying, right. And then they'd usually be like, God, they'd figure that out. And then I'm like, there's one more person. And then I would say Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he always knows. Right. Cause he always knows. Right. But it sort of got them thinking about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, in the classroom, you've always got somebody doing something and nobody wants to tell the truth about it. Cause they don't want to get in trouble, you know? So then you just kind of throw it back on them. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Is that being crazy about God or not? Sort of, you know, you're kind of working it in when you can. Yeah. True. I like it. Now, uh, Mary has Chuck always been Catholic. Okay. So he converted in my first year of teaching. So I think that was 2010. And how did that impact your life? And your faith? Um, That's an interesting story because all of a sudden I have somebody who is a convert. And, you know, usually the converts are way more Catholic than you are. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he's more intellectual than I am. So I would say that I'm like the boots on the ground kind of Catholic. Like I can read Aquinas or some of those people, mm-hmm. but not for very long. <laughs> They're a little too out there for me. I can usually I'm read just, it, but I don't know how much I comprehend it. Yeah. Well, that's true. So maybe that's a better way to say it. Oh. Whereas like, you know, I think Chuck's read all of C.S. Lewis, you know, um, he watches a lot of the videos on like Aquinas and stuff like that. So I guess I'm being educated a little bit more that way, you know? Um, And I can't imagine like after losing Evan and everything, like not being spiritually in sync Mm. because um, I have a friend who lost a Down syndrome daughter and they ended up getting divorced. Wow. And there's a very high rate of divorce when you lose a child. Yeah. I forget what the percentage is, but it's high. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you and Chuck were so in sync in your faith. Well, let's put it this way. Um, If you weren't Catholic at the time, that whole experience, I don't know where you would go like Mm -hmm. for your support Mm -hmm. because it's still kind of overwhelming like the support that we get periodically because mm. just out of the blue, people will do st- stuff for us mm-hmm. and 
say, oh, I did this for Evan today. I go went to the help center or, you know, just different things. So even though it's, what do I think it'll be like three years in September? I can't remember. Um, there's still stuff that happens. Yeah. And so if you were the type of person that you didn't have a strong faith, I'm not really sure how you process all that. So at least that happened prior so that we were together. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't grieve the same way, at least we had that commonality. Yeah. Nice. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Well, everybody has their own special little gifts. And you mentioned Chuck is kind of more intellectual and your boots on the ground. Can you think of any gifts that the Lord has given you to help you evangelize? Um, so you probably, like I said, I've never met, missed a mass, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go through all the various sundry places that I've been, but I don't have a problem finding a church. Like if I'm in some town, I just like type in catholicmass.org or whatever that thing is, and you find it, or you walk around and you find one. And I don't have a bit of a problem going to mass by myself. Some people are like, oh, I got to go sit with somebody. Yeah, I go to the chapel by, I mean, like Chuck and I, we go to mass together, but like I go to the chapel by myself. He's not done chirp yet. So I guess you can try to hit him up for that. Yeah. Um, But I just don't have a problem practicing my faith by myself. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a gift. Oh, I would say so. I like it. I like it. And Mary, what are you most grateful for this week? This week. Okay. So this is kind of a new thing for me because I think sometimes you kind of get caught up in your life and you're feeling like, not like you're going to fall over, but you're kind of feeling like you could use a boost or something. And so I think I've been much more aware of feeling that way. And then when I do, I've chosen to lean more into God, not away from him, knowing that like he could support me. And so I'm grateful that I have learned that mm-hmm. because I don't know how you feel right now, but like next Tuesday's kind of bothering me a little bit because it's the inaugural day. And I'm trying to stay focused on the fact that God's got it all figured out and I'm just supposed to sit here and watch it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But you sort of get sucked into some things sometimes. And so I try to like, I call it leaning in everybody else probably calls it something else, but Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I usually lean out of things. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who would you say is your greatest faith influencer? Oh, no, I know this one. That's um, St. Teresa of Calcutta. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in Atlanta, I had gotten a book one time about her, and I think I just started reading about her. And then I think as she became more and more well-known and beatified and all that, there there was that one movie called The Letters. Did you guys ever hear about that one? Yeah, it was really good. So like at St. Maria Gretti, we took all the kids to go watch that movie. Mm. That was one of our outings. And then um, just that one prayer that was on Evan's card. When I started teaching, I found that prayer. I don't even know how I found it, but I did like a different prayer every month, like for the students. 
And that was one of my favorite ones. And so we put it on Evan's card because I just felt like if you do that prayer every day, you're good. <laughs> you know, the do it anyway prayer. No, I don't actually. Oh, you don't know that one? Yeah. It's something like um, people are often unreasonable, irrational, and self-centered. And it basically says, love them anyway. And I added love and forgive them anyway. Nice. And then people, I don't even think I have it right. And I don't know it off the top of my head. I probably should. But the bottom line is, is like, you know, you're going to try to create people destroy what you create. You're supposed to create anyway. People will say that you're insincere, you know, be sincere anyway. And it does all these things. And in the final analysis, it is between you and God because it was never between you and them anyway. Uh -huh. hmm. nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you can look it up. And somebody from Cathedral told me that it was not really written by Mother Teresa, <laughs> but she always had it on the wall of their um, ministry. Nice. Yeah. And I think it's actually on the wall at the help center. Oh, cool. oh nice. Wow. Like not in a, like in a frame. Gotcha. Well, so anyway, that's, and I don't know if this always happens at funerals, but every single Holy card was gone hmm. and I got a hundred more printed and those are gone. And now I still have some that I ordered from like, I don't know, St. Teresa of Calcutta. So that if somebody like found out about Evan later and didn't get to come to the funeral or whatever, then I give them the card. But I think that he was a lot like that too. You know, like he was a very do it anyway kind of person. Mm. Wow. He sure was. That's really special. Well, each, uh, each week we like to do a little call to action and sometimes we do it, sometimes we don't. Um, but I think the call to action could definitely be your lean into it philosophy mm -hmm. of whenever things are going hard or it's kind of chaotic in this world, it's going to stay chaotic. You just kind of got to lean into it and trust that God knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like besides leaning in and trusting, right? Because I don't know, trust is a big problem when you lose a child to suicide. Mm -hmm. You're just like, what the heck? Yeah. So, and even though we know now his complications, right? I mean, he had a brain degenerative brain disease, yeah. but it took a year to find that out. So you had that whole year and it's very hard to trust. So that would be like, I think I trust more, mm. you know, than I did three years ago. Mm -hmm. Because what choice do you have? Like, if God doesn't know what he's doing, who does? Right, right. Well, Mary, thank you for sharing your story with us today. And how about we end with the prayer? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for Mary's life. Thank you for her trust in you. Thank you for all the ups and downs you put in her life and all the joys in her life. And thank you for the life of Evan. Um, Lord, we ask that her story and his story can inspire others to have deeper trust in you and deeper faith in you. We ask this as we 
pray. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.